Welcome back to Coffee with Karen. We're on episode four, pretty sure, um, aside from the intro. But I wanted to talk today about macros, macro tracking, because like I said, when I made this podcast, it's going to be a little bit of a mixture between knowledge, funny stories, creepy stories as of last week. So we're going to get into a little bit of knowledge this week, and I'm going to show you or explain to you a way that's way easier to understand how to track macros, what they are, and how to do all that. So in, long story short, macronutrients, um, basically they are nutrients that we need in like larger quantities that provide us with like energy, um, so fats, proteins, carbs, you know the names, um, but they're important for our health, they're important for our bodies, and we want to make sure that we're hitting those daily intakes when we're getting them in, especially our protein, because we want to make those gains. So um, when it comes to macros, it can be so overwhelming trying to track them, learning how to track them, all that good stuff. So one of the ways that I love to think about it and I find it to be like the easiest to kind of grasp is thinking about your calories and your macros as like money. So that might sound weird, but a lot of us like in school, at least when I was a little kid, you got taught like taught how to count dollars, coins. Um, at least I like went through that like in a small section of school, I think. So I don't know if anybody else went through that. But for me, I definitely learned um, that over any other important life skills, because I don't like to teach you that in school. Um, but with that being said, a lot of us find it easier to track how much money we're spending and what things cost and how to balance and budget that. So let's take that and put it into macros. So if you take, for example, you have 1,600 calories in a day. Think about it as money. Think about it as you have $1,600 to spend in your daily intake. So if you were to go have, say, a Big Mac, you're going to spend $540 or calories on that one item. So when you're thinking about what foods to go pick and how to pick your foods, you want to think about those larger calorie amounts being like large purchases. So when you're doing that, like if you're going to go spend $540 out of your $1,600 on a Big Mac, what are you leaving yourself with? Not much. So when you go to pick other foods throughout the day, you're probably going to be like, I have no idea how to make any of this fit. Not to mention that a Big Mac has like 42 or 47 like grams of fat. As women, like when we're in those lower calorie ranges, and most people in general, like men as well, we tend to have like lower fat uh, grams throughout the day. That's the word I was looking for. Um, but sometimes when you have something like that, that's like 42, 47 grams of fat, like that could be your literal and daily intake of uh, fat. And you're throwing it all away on a Big Mac. That is one thing, not even a full meal, guys, just one Big Mac. And you're not going to be able to figure out how to <laughs> find things that probably don't have a, like fat percentages in them or grams in them. Like it's going to be so hard for us your day. So I'll explain how to kind of incorporate things like that at the end. But 
we want to think about like how expensive is our purchase when we're picking foods. So like if you go to eat like 100 grams of chicken, broccoli, and sweet or like potatoes, let's use those for example, it's like $279 for the entire meal, which is calories. So that's a, a lower expense and you're getting more food and you're going to stay fuller for longer and it's going to make your stomach feel good, give you energy and you're spending less. So that's like, that's why I say it, think about it as money because when you think about it as grams, you're like, what the heck is a gram? Like that just, it just becomes overwhelming. Even though it can literally be the exact same concept, like counting grams is like counting money. You're just like, I, I just can't even like wrap my brain around how that works. So think about it as money. So $1,600, you're eating a Big Mac's $540. That's a huge expense. And you're not leaving yourself with like any wiggle room for the rest of the day. But then if you go have chicken rice and broccoli or chicken, broccoli and potatoes or whatever it is, that's like 279 calories or dollars. So that's a low expense. It gives you so much more room to eat a lot more throughout the day. And then also it's gonna help like nourish your body like give you energy give you the nutrients that your body needs big macs not doing that for you so lots more fats in those not as much energy you're probably going to feel a lot less awake and alert after having something like that and it's not going to stay in you so the way like fast food works is it has a lot less filling or even no filling fibers in it so that's why like when you eat a fast food item you end up hungry like 30 minutes later and we love that when we go spend money on something because we're like oh I'm craving this and then you're like well now I need to eat more <laughs> um but that's why that happens because the fast foods don't have filling fibers so it literally just goes right through us so when people say like oh I can't eat that because it goes right through me like they're not joking it literally is gonna just go right through your body and it doesn't give us energy doesn't make us feel very good so when we do that every single day that's why it can be so hard to get stuff done or get motivated to go to the gym or feel like you're ready to go do a bunch of stuff when all you do is eat fast food because you're not having any any energy from food and so we want to make sure we're having that balance there so when you're thinking about everything as dollars think about what you can like spend the least on and get the most out of so think for example, like if you're picking healthy foods, think of like your healthy foods as like thrift store clothing, okay? Hear me out on this one. Think about your fast foods as like Aritzia and Lululemon. <laughs> when you go to the thrift store, you get a lot more for your money. When you go to Aritzia and Lululemon, you might get one piece, one thing, and that's it. Cause you're like, well, that's out of my budget. So that's how you wanna think about your food. like. Those thrift store items are going to be their healthy whole foods that are going to keep you full, keep you satisfied. You get a lot more out of it. And then those um, like fast food restaurants are going to be like your high end stores. You can buy like maybe one thing from if you're lucky. Like sometimes you go into those stores and you're like, dang, I can only like literally buy one leg of this pan, like not even both. And that's how that is with fast food. It's like you might go to get a Big Mac and you're like, I can literally only have a Big Mac. That's my entire fat intake for the day. And you're like, now I just have to eat only things that are solely carbs or protein like there's no fats that you can have after that so it adds like a lot more challenge throughout your day um but we can make all that work so the way i mean like balance and having like that moderation within your food is having your healthy whole foods in that 80 percent of your daily spend that 80 percent that you have is going to be like $1,280. Let's just say that if you're having a $1,600 um, calorie diet for the day, or that sounds so weird, but you know, not dollars, but we're going to think about it like that. Um, but if you're having 80%, you have 1280 to eat that healthy whole foods. Okay. 
So then if you're going to have a sweeter treat, that's when you want to put it in that 20 percentile, which is like 320 calories or dollars. So you can have something like you can go have like a French fry or even like maybe a cheeseburger, like instead of like a full Big Mac, like you can create that balance, but you want to make sure you're in that 80 20 rule when you are having those like fast food moments, those unhealthy like sweets or treats that won't be like your stepping stones to those progress points, but you still want to have in your diet, that 80-20 rule is going to be your best friend there. So when we're thinking about that, like if you get a paycheck, it's like 80% of that, like say if you want to save 80%, you're putting it in your savings. You're leaving yourself like that 20% to go spend it on something nice or something new. That's how you want to think about your food. So like take your 80%, put it in your savings for healthy foods for the day and then put the other in like the fun spending section where you can have a sweeter treat so if you want to grab a donut or an iced coffee or like whatever it is you can make things work by having that balance there so that's why people always say like follow the 80 20 rule but then when we say that like as coaches it makes so much sense people are like we know macros we know about meal plans how to eat proper proper nutrition but you go tell somebody that hasn't done anything within the health or fitness industry or even like world in general and they're like what on earth does that mean and then it's so hard to figure out what like that balance truly should be so when you think about it as money you'll understand like if you go and spend 540 dollars on a big mac it's gonna put you in a deep hole for the day but you can still have those things as like your reward meals so in my group in the crew we don't say that we have cheat meals we don't use the word cheat Any life scenario that has the word cheat in it never makes somebody feel good. Whether it's relationship, you cheated on a test, you cheated in a game, like it doesn't matter what it is, there's always guilt that follows it. So what we do in the crew is we use the word reward over cheat because you're rewarding yourself for doing good. Like you're rewarding yourself like if you did all week 100% on your macros, crushing it, Go reward yourself that weekend with a meal that's like maybe a little bit higher. Maybe that Big Mac that you were trying to budget in throughout the week and it wasn't working. Like have that on the weekend every week or every two weeks. Like allow yourself that reward meal to bring that sanity back in. Because when we try to be perfect 24-7, I've done three preps. And I can tell you from my experiences that when you try to be perfect and you cut everything out of your life, you might hit those re- like results really quick and be like, dang, this feels good. But man, oh man, are you ever going to crave everything? Things you didn't even like before. You're going to be like, mm, that looks so much better than chicken, rice, and broccoli. So having that balance there and allowing yourself those reward meals is going to keep that sanity there. You're not going to feel like you're going absolutely crazy. But it's also going to help you get to those results that you're wanting and keep it long term. Because when we crash diet and we cut everything out, we end up with the starting point eventually because it's not something that's long term and sustainable. So when it comes to planning out your meals, planning out your day, think about everything as a dollar amount, how much you're going to spend on certain things. And then when you are wanting those sweets and treats, think about that 80-20 rule as budgeting. You're budgeting out to have the sweets and treats. You're budgeting what your day is going to look like. So like having your 80% in your savings and then that 20% is what you're going to spend on like that nice little treat for yourself. Like think about everything as money. It makes so much more sense. And it's so funny because it's like, it's the exact same thing. But sometimes when you hear it in a different wording, you're like, oh, I get it now. So if you think about it that way, it can actually put so much ease to your mind and make it so much more clear on like, this is how it works. 
But sometimes it's hard when you have no idea where to start in the real side of things, like the actual macro tracking, what they mean, the backstory and everything there. It can be hard to like go and see it for yourself in a different view unless somebody's explaining it to you. So like you could probably read something and be like, okay, that like kind of makes sense. Um, or like hear about it, but until like you actually get like told how to do it, sometimes it can be really hard to like grasp that concept. So I like to think about it as money. Um, you can budget out your days so you know what's gonna be your sweetened tree, what's gonna be your healthy whole foods. And we wanna make sure that the 80% savings that we're putting away is going towards those foods that are gonna give us that energy and that fuel we need to not only just get through our days and get just daily tasks done, but get to the gym, make that progress, feel good about ourselves and get those results that we want. So having that balance there really helps, but I hope that kind of like makes sense on how to kind of differentiate between just like macros versus like money. So hopefully the money side makes sense to you. If you don't know anything about macros or you've been trying to figure it out and you're like, help me, I have no idea what to do. I hope that kind of clarifies a little bit of it. Um, but when it comes to, like I said, like having those reward meals, that's when you want to do it like once a week, one meal in the weekend, not like the entire weekend. So it's not like a two day, like, woohoo, let's go crazy. Like have it in like one meal. Like if you have a girl's night or you have a date night, use that as your reward. Enjoy yourself. And if you do have a lot of off days in a row, like say if you have a really bad week, like sometimes when I'm one of those people that when one bad thing happens, every bad thing happens. So it's like a a week, maybe a month period where I'm just like waiting for something good to come about. I'm like, are, are we going to be done this? Like, how long is this going to last? <laughs> and when that happens, like it's common, like it happens to people just because you're having an off time doesn't mean that you're failing. doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong for yourself. You might just be having a rough patch in your life and that's totally normal. But with having those times, whether it's in a, a week, a day, two days, the weekend, like whatever it is, the main thing to remember is just getting back on track. Because you can have an off day, you can have an off week, but if you've been at it for say like even a few weeks or a few months or a year, a couple of years, that off week isn't gonna put you back to square one. If it took you say 16 weeks to get to this point, one off day is not gonna put you back to the starting point because it took you 16 weeks to build it. So it's gonna take you longer to lose it too. But we always forget about that and we always tend to be hard on ourselves because we're our number one worst critic. And we tend to be like, oh, like I messed up. I did this to myself. And like you get hard on yourself because it's like you don't feel like you're doing the best when you're not doing it 24 seven. And as much as I hate to say stuff like that because I'm like, I like having like that, allow yourself to be a human being. We're all like that. Whether you're a coach, whether you're a freaking genius in the doctor world, like whatever it is, or you're just starting it's still hard. So we all have those moments and I feel like it doesn't get talked about as much as it should be or needs to be, but you're a human being. You're allowed to have off days. You're allowed to struggle. You're allowed to eat a freaking Big Mac and just mow down on it and not give two craps in that moment. But getting back on track is going to be what saves you. So if you have enough time, I tell this to my girls all the time, literally forget what happened start over the next day because if you keep continuing into the next day then it's going to become something you do daily and it's going to become your new slash old routine if that's what you got out of and then it's going to be hard to get back on track and then you're start, going to start to go on a downhill so just getting back on track makes it so easy just to 
snap out of it, forget that happened, let that, like, no guilt come with you. Let it be in the past, let it have happened, you can't go back and erase it or change it, so why would you stress on it? So when you're thinking about macros, when you're tracking macros, allow that flexibility, allow that balance, but don't allow it to consume you. Don't allow it to ruin your weekends, don't allow it to ruin your mindset saying like, oh, I messed up and I ruined everything and like, there's no going back now. Like, you're fine to go and have a fun night, have a meal out, and then just get back on track the next day. It's not the end of the world, and I know it's so hard to grasp that sometimes when we're trying to get into especially when we want that progress instantly. Everybody goes into programs thinking, like, one week and I will have my dream body. Like, it's not how it works, but I know we all wish it was like that, but it's okay to be a human being. It's okay to have slip-ups. It's okay to not be perfect, because none of us are. And I hope that kind of like brings some ease to your mind. Also, hope that helps for like the macro side. If you guys have any questions, let me know though. Feel free to comment them either on the YouTube side or uh, message me off of if you're listening just to the podcast side. But that's all I got to say today. So I hope that makes sense. Just want to give you guys a little bit of a informative podcast today and we'll have more fun ones um, coming soon. Let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about. But other than that, I hope you guys have the best freaking day ever. Thanks for tuning in to the fourth episode, and I will see you guys next Monday, bright and early, 6 a.m., for our next episode.